Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I had a, a raw flush right there. So I had the, I had the raw flush flop and I had the other two cards for it. So, uh, you know, I felt good about the situation because, um, you know, he was our guy that we wanted. Jordan was, Jordan was our guy that we wanted and he was right there and I left. So, um, but the fact that ownership, Kevin, Quasey, and them decided to go ahead and make that decision to, to draft him um, was great for me, but it was also great for this team. Happy about the addition of Jordan Addison. We're very happy about the addition of Darren Doogie Wolfson to the show today here from the Five Eyewitness News sports team. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Yes, Philip. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Also, a very happy birthday to Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. Turns 38 years old today. It's my Ooh. sister's birthday today, too. Happy birthday to Declan's sister. Kevin I buried the lead. Apologies, yeah. Declan. Megan. It's Megan's 43rd birthday. Happy today, birthday, dudes. Megan. Okay. Megan. Her and I are the Let's same go. age. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, KOC, uh, two Minnesota sports luminaries, Kevin O'Connell and Phil Mackey, only five days apart in age. Mm. Yes, that's right. Happy belated birthday, Philip. A lot of Phillip. brilliant sports minds born in May of 1985. Now it all no, makes sense. All. So you, Judd, Patrick, break bread last night at J.D. Hoyt's. I was yep. late in texting you a happy birthday. It all makes sense now. That's why somehow mm. my invite to this dinner last oh, night yeah. got lost. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, you know what, dudes? No, no. Declan, too. Lost so. Because there is an assumption across the board you are never available because you're coaching baseball so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the baseball time. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was here for a bit, and then, five, yeah, I caught the end of Keaton's game. Last five yeah. years. Hey, dude, let's go get I a know. drink. I can't. I got baseball. We will do, we'll do another Guilty gathering soon. We'll do a we'll do a full group gathering Good. at some point here soon. We can move it out to the suburbs so that uh, the eastern side, so that Declan can uh, save on some gas money. I am craving Perhaps. a California burrito, so Declan is going to have to drive. I'll go. You anywhere. will come I'll, my way. Yep, I'm good. Good with that. Perhaps the uh, Score North credit card can be in play. Yeah, uh, I don't actually have one. Yeah, we don't but, have one. You know, maybe we can but Dan put in a, put in a request. But Dan Seaman, our boss. <laughs> we'll invite Dan. Yeah, and if we Absolutely. invite him, he, he brings Dan that covered credit card. Uh, Genius. All right. Let's talk some Vikings here on Reckless Speculation Thursday, where Doogie brings uh, not only fun speculation, but uh, inside information about your favorite local sports teams. What's the latest on Dalvin Cook here? So we keep talking about the June 1st. There's a June 1st date where you can, if you if you release or trade him after June 1st, and even those numbers can be different, 
the cap savings are different. So we're, we're counting down the days until that date here. So what can you tell us about Dalvin Cook right now? Sure, in some ways. Although, Phil, you could cut him today, designate that move as a post-June 1st right. transaction, right? So if they wanted to make the move today, they certainly could. So going back to January, I've been saying I don't see Dalvin Cook here in 2023. There is zero sense that he will take a pay cut. That has been what has played out the last five months. Here's where the reckless speculation comes into play on this reckless speculation Thursday. I had somebody who knows enough stuff tell me a couple days ago to start digging. Judd, we talked about this when we were at Vikings Access, OTA Access on Tuesday. I had somebody in the know, right? If I'm throwing it out there, it's somebody I trust enough, although I haven't dug deep enough quite yet. But this person told me to check on the idea that Dalvin is having a change of heart. That it's possible, you look at the landscape of the league, like who really needs a running back? You look at Austin Eckler, right? He reworked his deal this week to remain a charger. Could something comparable happen where the possibility exists that Dalvin Cook is in purple? Vikings purple, not Ravens purple or some other purple. Vikings purple in 2023. Now, until I hear otherwise... I will still say I see him elsewhere. You don't pay Alexander Madison the money you did guaranteeing 93% of his contract at about $3.5 million per year to make him the number two guy. But clearly there's more of an emphasis on the run game. Josh Oliver, C.J. Ham, right? A lot of us thought C.J. Ham would be a cap casualty. They end up saving some money in the 23 cap, but extending him, right? There was a reason why they signed Josh Oliver, So I'm just saying it's something I need to dig a little bit deeper on, but does the possibility exist that Dalvin will rework his deal, take some sort of cut, realize that there really isn't another opportunity out there. Miami drafted a running back relatively high. Like who really truly needs a running back? Maybe Chicago. You can make a case for a few teams, right? And Dalvin, I think, would help a lot of teams. But can he make more money taking a cut here a la Harrison Smith Versus testing the market. So just the idea that maybe, just maybe Dalvin is here in 2023. So that's a pretty intriguing possibility. And let's explore it, though, Dukes, because um, I could certainly see him, like, having shopped himself or been shopped. And it's like, you're not going to get a lot here, dude. But here's my question. If you're the Vikings, and I I know that part of the um, speculation or the reports out on this is that the Vikings are trying to do right by Cook. He's been here a long time. I think that they do like him. But if you're the Vikings, does this make sense now unless he comes back with a very different role? Like Ma- Madison needs to play now. Uh, you, you've got a guy like Ty Chandler who probably should play. So I would think the second part of this discussion is, okay, dude, we'll bring you back, but you are not the bell cow now. You are not going to be, be on the field on first down consistently. I wonder if that would drive him away a little bit because I cannot see him coming back and replicating at any price the same role that he had in 2022. That's why I see him elsewhere still, Judd. Like, it's still a two-way street. Maybe Dalvin is having second thoughts. Maybe he's thinking, okay, like, I really do like it here in Minnesota. That, I'm positive, is true, that there's not more money to be made elsewhere so okay you know maybe I need to change my tune here maybe I need to take a cut maybe okay you know I'll play ball with the Vikings but that doesn't necessarily mean the Vikings are willing to play ball 
right? So it's entirely possible, right? Starters grade on the seventh round pick, Joey McBride, you're right about Chandler, Madison, that there really isn't necessarily a fit for Dalvin Cook on this roster. Still a pass-first offense, as much of an emphasis as they will put on the run game in 2023, much more so than last year. It's still a pass-first offense that the feature players are ones who catch the ball, not run the ball. And so that's why I continue to think what I've thought going back to January, that Dalvin will indeed be elsewhere. But I'm just saying, somebody who knows some stuff just said, hey, you might want to dig on on Dalvin having potentially a change of heart. See, to me, this one goes a lot deeper than just like the right price point because the, the, the Vikings at this point, we're so far past the, the peak of free agency. The Vikings have other moves they can, they, they're not desperate to free up more money. So to me, and they could, and they could clear his 2024 contract off the books now or in March. Like, so... To me, the question they have to ask themselves is, with the erosion that we've seen from Dalvin, are they better off from a football perspective with him on or off the roster taking up 150, 200, 250 touches? I think it's best to just get off the boat now. I mean, you look at some of the numbers, and I'm not talking about the back of the football card numbers. Oh, you ran for 1,200 yards and whatever, nine touchdowns, whatever it was. You look at some, Declan found a stat last week that was, uh, expected yards above and below average. And he used to be among the best in the NFL three, four years ago. He was like 60 yards or something, or maybe it was more than that, below expected, which means if you put a different running back in there, maybe even a Dwayne McBride, just a 23-year-old with fresher legs, the Vikings would have had a better running game last year. So I think, I think here's my hot take, I think the Vikings are better in 2023 with the trio of Alex Madison, Ty Chandler, and Dwayne McBride splitting carries in a rotation. I don't know if that's necessarily a hot take. I think that's a fair take. Now, I would debate the other side, that I think there's at least one more solid year there for Dalvin Cook, especially after the surgery to repair the shoulder issue that's been bothering him going back multiple years. But sure, I mean... That's great, Declan. Thank you for the numbers. How about just the eye test, right, Phil? I mean, going back to last year, just how many times was he dancing in the backfield, you know, going sideways, not forward? I mean, what do the numbers suggest on zero yards gained, negative one, negative two, right? I mean, there were a lot of runs of that variety. Now, is it all on him? What about the offensive line? A lot of moving parts in that equation. I'm just saying, Phil, I think there's at least one more good year there. And he also, Whoever he ends up playing for in 23, I think Dalvin's going to have a productive season. There was three moments last year where Dalvin Cook basically led the Vikings to a win. He had the run against, obviously, the Colts that helped set up overtime. He had the run against the Dolphins that put them away. And his run against the Bills sparked basically the comeback in, the, in that epic game in Buffalo, too. So there were definitely moments last year where Dalvin Cook, although might not be the same back he was, played crucial parts in the Vikings getting wins. Yeah, so take That's that, Phil. That's true, but the, oh, it's true. the it's intriguing true. thing, but 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 the intriguing thing thing here is they're not looking for home runs. They are looking for consistency of yards gained. O'Connell, the pass is built around the consistency of the run game to get chunks, five yards here, but minus two, minus one, minus three, plus three is not their goal. So what they want is they they want to be in second five. So like. Dex is right. Cook had some great runs, but the reality is what they want is they want a system where they are consistently in a second down that sets them up to pass. Like it's selfish, but it makes perfect sense. O'Connell's goal is to have the run be used mainly 
to put his quarterback and his play calling because his play calling on on second and 11 is a pain in the ass. That's no fun. Second and five is a lot of fun. I would think real quick here on the contract, I would think whatever they do, both sides, like let's say he comes back and it's for a pay cut. It would be in the best interest of both sides if that reworking of the contract made him a free agent after the year because the Vikings don't want his number on the books in 2024. Yeah. And Dalvin, if that happens and, and they ask him to take a pay cut, would probably like to go test the market freely if he has a decent season going into 2024, right? Well, yes. I mean, I still think we've seen the last of Dalvin in a Vikings uniform, but if he is here in 23, everything we just discussed – Phil, I'm positive that would be it, that he's not going to be a Viking in 2024. It would be comparable to Zadarius Smith, who finally met the media in Cleveland yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw some of his comments, but he was asked about why did things end in Minnesota? He essentially said, hey, guaranteed money and my ability to become a free agent after this year. That apparently the Vikings weren't willing to do that in some sort of reworked fashion, that that made the trade to Cleveland very, very logical in his mind, in his new representation's mind, his new agent. Hey, we'll get you to Cleveland. Go work side by side with Miles Garrett. Then maybe there's one more payday, March of 2024. Yeah. And as long as that keeps Hunter here, the Vikings made a thousand percent mm-hmm. the right move. And he's the guy you're going to need to give. Like, I wouldn't have, if it was going to siphon away from Daniil any guarantees. Everything goes t- towards him. So 100%. If, yep. if, Z, if Z was going to get a, a slice, no way. So I think that divorce is actually a very smart one. And, and to Phil's point from before, I think a divorce with Cook is also pretty wise at this point. Yeah. No, I get it. How about also on Zadarius suggesting, okay, he had this, I dress on Sundays, so I make, what was it, $200,000, something in that ballpark. And so – He insinuated, hey, yeah, that knee. Remember, he was on the injury report late in the season a bunch with the knee issue. He was insinuating, hey, like my knee was really bothering me, but because I made all this money to dress on Sundays, I just went out there. Right? Just. But then he's also talking in the same breath that he's the ultimate team guy. So which one is it? Like ultimate team guy or. And I get it. Like finite amount of time to maximize your earning potential. So I understand. Like, yes, I would have done the same things as Darius, right? I get it. Like, you get $200,000 if you dress on Sundays. So I understand it. But don't in the same breath suggest to me that you're the ultimate team guy, which he did multiple times yesterday. See, it's so interesting. Like, NFL players are put to that exact test so often, week to week. And it's 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 worse for if you're an aging veteran like as a Darius, and maybe it's perceived that your time is coming to an end, or if you're a fringe roster guy, and if you have bonuses, maybe you have bonuses tied to to games played incentives or maybe you're just worried about losing your starting job because you're you know a fringe offensive lineman or something can you imagine having to make I mean didn't well Ronnie Lott was probably neither of those but he decided ah let's just cut my finger off because I can't I can't possibly miss games it's just a small tip (laughs) of his finger he doesn't miss it one bit it's just a weird it's a weird decision that you're put to specifically as an NFL football player with some of these injuries. You know, I get it. From I get it. Go out there, get your $200,000 or whatever. You know? Hey, let me add one more thing on Dalvin. Judd, did you find it interesting? You tried hard in your conversation with Madison on Tuesday trying to pry some information out yeah. of Alexander. I know Alexander wanted to say a lot more than he did. Right? That was very calculated. He's a very smart oh, yeah. guy. 
He knew yeah. the questions were coming. He was going to be very, very guarded. I'm just telling you, deep down, Alexander's got a lot more to say there on Dalvin. Who's okay, one of his best friends? Gonna... No denying that. But Alexander's oh, also waiting to cherish this opportunity that a career low usage last year, all that. Like, he's ready yeah. to have a much bigger role here in 2023. Yeah, that's my question. I mean, what if, if, if Dalvin comes back? I have to think Madison signs that kind. I, I think it's a two-way street. The Vikings probably don't give him the money they gave him if they don't expect him to carry the ball a lot, right? So I just think Dalvin coming back, it just doesn't make sense from a lot of perspectives. And if I'm Alex Madison, I'm probably not. I love Dalvin. He's a great friend. But from a football and business perspective, I want to touch the ball 150 times and see what happens for the first time in my career. Let me make this very clear. When Alexander Madison chose to re-sign here now, you know, a couple options came off the board, right? Like Detroit went the direction of David Montgomery. Denver went the direction of Pirine, right? So a couple options came off the board, but not every option. Like Atlanta had some interest, right? Atlanta did not sign a free agent running back, drafted a really good running back, but didn't sign one. So it's not like it was Vikings or bust. So let me make this very clear. When Madison decided to re-sign here, it was with the strong understanding, not written guarantee, right? But strong understanding that Dalvin Cook was moving on. That's the answer I wanted, Doogie. Why didn't you give me that answer? I know. That's all I wanted. I had a strong understanding. <laughs> yeah, Delvin's a strong gone. strong understanding. Delvin's out of here. What are you talking about, man? Amazing. So what um, What do you make? What does your, your spidey sense, Doogie, tell you about some of the other absences? Like Justin Jefferson wasn't at the voluntary workouts. Daniil Hunter, who's got a contract situation. Harrison Smith's, you know. 35 years old so i get i get some of these but what is what does your spidey sense tell you about some of the big names that weren't there besides dalvin cook well i mean harrison smith jordan hicks they've my understanding is been there at some different points so you know tuesday's absence are one day of access you know that may have been family related or something else like i wouldn't worry about harrison smith jordan hicks they've accepted their situation having to take pay cuts to remain here in minnesota okay on jefferson I don't have the exact answer, but it's easy to recklessly speculate that why put his body on the line in any possible way until that contract extension is done. Now, you could say the same thing about TJ Hawkinson, who was out there, who made it very clear to us when speaking with us on Tuesday that he wants to remain here long term. Those talks are ongoing. I don't sense anything is like imminent, but I still think that they end up ultimately signing Hawkinson to an extension, but I just think it's easy to recklessly speculate. Okay. Jefferson, he's waiting to get paid. He can train in Southern Florida or in Louisiana. He'll still get his work in, but doesn't need to be here for this voluntary portion of the off season. The same can apply to Daniil Hunter and on Dalvin cook. Hey, right. Like, you know, until something is, is resolved and everything points to him not being here, even though I said, Hey, maybe he himself is having a bit of a change of heart. Until there's absolute resolution, there's no reason for Dalvin Cook to be here. Do we know why Jordan Addison did not uh, practice on, on I don't know yet. He, I texted somebody who knows. Me yeah, Jordan. Me. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he was out there, yeah, that was that was awkward. <laughs> that was weird. I just asked him. I said, hey, Jordan, yeah. you got a second. He just kept walking. He looked down. I said, why didn't you practice? And he just blew me off yeah like he gave I you the heisman some, yeah he gave like, you the like i was stiff some arm. just common moron oh wait does wow. he know well, that you used to be the <laughs> lead no, vikings beat writer no. for the star tribune and star I tribune tried to tell him that too. my last words were I hi judd zolgad formerly lead vikings beat writer star tribune but star I was tribune the lead beat writer 
writer. No, How old was Jordan when you were the lead beat writer? <laughs> it's like six. <laughs> if that. Two thousand. I started it in, in 2005. He, <laughs> he was, was born when? I'll find it. Four. Yeah. He was like four years old then. Yeah, so he was like four years old. No, I don't know the specifics, <laughs> but am I worried about Jordan yeah. Addison not being on the field on May 23rd? No, at this point, until I hear otherwise, I have zero concern. He was three. Three. I, was, yeah, three I just old. looked up. He was three years old. You know, he, <laughs> no respect. He, he would have talked to me then. <laughs> um, real quick, before we get into some other scoops here with our guy, Duke Declan, tell the audience where they should be golfing these summer months. Oh, uh, do I get to see the video? Do I have video, oh, dudes? Yeah. We'll queue it up. We'll give, we'll give you the video here. Yeah, you can drill putts. Yeah, for the YouTube can, audience, huh? please. Thank you. You can, you, can, you can drill putts like me, and Doogie uh, doesn't believe me when I said this was a one-take putt. And uh, since then, I've actually upgraded the putter. Uh, and the putter that I have now, actually, also is pretty good at drilling putts, and I do that at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. You can do that at golfthemeadows.com. Go look at your tee time sheet for this weekend. Uh, finally, summer is here. We've been waiting a long time for golf season to be out there. You can do that at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. You can also enjoy a cold one at the Meadows Bar and Grill. Great pro shop, too. It's stocked with balls. It's stocked with apparel. Uh, one of the best ones around. Go to golfthemeadows.com to book that tea time. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource, the official dog and pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Maya Mackie just always has a big, goofy grin on her face every time dad or mom come with a scoop of Nutrisource, chicken and rice. Just... uh the happiest dog in the world, thanks to Nutrisource, Judd. Stella's exactly the same way. In fact, she's uh, about, I think, 12 now, and guess what? Getting a little old, slowing down a bit, right? So you say to yourself, I want to keep her healthy and happy, and Nutrisource does that, as do their training rewards, treats. Give your dog what he or she deserves, just like Vinny right there. Yeah, Vinny boy, I'm trying to do this thing where, you know, we fetch, and he brings me the ball back. So I tried out these Nutrisource treats to, you know, once he brings back the ball, you get a treat. Well, now he just says, This revolutionary screw. thing yeah. called fetch. Yeah, called fetch. <laughs> and he's really good at it. But I but I wanted to, you know, actually stop when he comes to me and bring me the ball. Well, I brought out some Nutrisource treats, and now he wants nothing to do with the ball, and he just wants a Nutrisource <laughs> treat. So it backfired on Dad, but the treats mm. are uh, still in his belly, and he loves them. Well, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Doogie, uh, as a a longtime TV guy here the last, I don't know, 12 years, hopefully you're appreciative of our our television production here now that we're a YouTube show. Look at that. We've got visual advertisements. We've got graphics. We're we're coming for you. I love it, Phil. We're one big happy family. (laughs) Kumbaya, baby. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So, okay, um, I'll just – I'm so fascinated by some of the Carl Anthony Towns trade dialogue. I feel like every day I log on to Twitter or something, there's a new – someone from around the NBA sphere has a new Carl Anthony Towns trade idea. We talked about one last week that we invented with the Blazers. John Hollinger kind of came to the same conclusion. I saw one the other day. I think it was Bleacher Report that had the Chicago Bulls sending Alex Caruso and yeah. Zach Levine to the Timberwolves. For Torian Prince and Carl Anthony Towns. And I, dude, I stand for both of those Bulls players, but that just doesn't seem like enough. So um, I don't know. Have you seen any of all these things floating around? And I'm sure you've seen some of them. 
Do any of them catch your eye? Do any of the, the, the cat trade concepts make you stop and say, huh, okay, yeah, let's let's explore that and see what happens? Well, I mean, me personally, sure. Mm-hmm. The idea of acquiring the number three pick, all sorts of Brandon Miller, Charlotte Steam. That means Scoot, Scoot Henderson, Henderson three. falls to three. Yes. I am, I don't know if I'm quite to the man crush stage, but I am a big Scoot Henderson fan. So I'm there. I'm man crushing. Any I'm standing and man transaction yeah. where Scoot Henderson lands here, I am open-minded to. But until I hear otherwise from Wolves officials, including the owner with me last week, I just still sense they run this thing back that a cat trade maybe is more likely a year from now compared to now, even though it would be harder. With the Supermax kicking in, him next year making the $49 million, right? Although right now he has a trade kicker, right? So, you know, that could complicate some things. But if you wanted to trade Carl Anthony Towns, whether it's now or in a year, you certainly could. There are enough fans in the league. But Scoot Henderson landing here, Phil, that one certainly interests me. It'd be more teams. Like I've heard for a really long time, like Toronto would be one I'd keep an eye on. Certainly New York, mm. right? The Leon Rose Connection. Leon Rose runs the Knicks front office. He's the big boss. He was Cat's first agent, right? Tibbs and Cat, you know, maybe got off to a rocky start, but it wasn't like super bad at the end. Like I think Tibbs absolutely could coach Cat again. Yeah, it was so, more of a it was more of a Butler a Butler Cat riff. It seemed like yeah than a, than a Tibbs Cat riff. So but. yeah, so certainly New York, you know, Phoenix. Right, with the connection to Devin Booker, the Suns possibly looking to do more. Is there any sort of Trade you could concoct where it's maybe a three-way. DeAndre Ayton ends up elsewhere. A lot comes here. Cat goes to Phoenix. I just don't know if Phoenix has enough assets, though. But, you know, the Sun certainly would be one. Dallas. I can promise you Dallas would be one to watch. And I'm sure there's others, but those would be the ones for sure. So, like, if you want to start concocting ideas, look at the Mavericks roster. Look at New York's. I would say look at Toronto's. I think Chicago. That's interesting. And you've got Tim Connolly's former colleague in Denver, Arturis, who runs the Chicago front office. So you've got that connection. Yeah, I just don't know if Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, whatever that is. I, I don't know if that would move the needle for me, that there would be a better deal out there. But, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Chicago, after their failings, you know, they're an interesting team to watch this summer so yeah i think those are some of the franchises so if you want to start playing with the trade machine start there i would say start with those franchises go ahead find chicago trying chicago had interest in rudy gobert last summer right so chicago was interested in doing something big last summer so i don't see why that theme wouldn't continue after they didn't land gobert a year ago but i guess if you want to concoct some gobert ideas although i don't know if chicago would want him at this point but go ahead yeah. chicago toronto another team that was in on gobert last summer Chicago, Toronto, New York, Dallas, Phoenix. I'm sure there's more, but I would start with those five. Play with the trade machine. Uh, we know you got to get going here, Duke. So why don't you empty the scoop bag? What else? What well, else now it's official. So Michael Winger gets the Wizards' pobo job or whatever the official title is, right? So Tim Connolly officially not going to Washington doesn't mean that Tim Connolly didn't have interest in that Wizards' job, but it's what we've been saying for weeks that the timing just it didn't match up. What's interesting about Michael Winger, who I texted with. Last night, really good guy. Got to know him a little bit during the Wolves process in 2019. In fact, I know Wolves people who are pretty convinced that if he didn't bail from that Wolves process in 2019, if he had seen the process through, that he would have gotten the job 
over Gerson Rosas. We talked on Tuesday about Calvin Booth, how maybe Calvin Booth should have gotten the job in 2019 over Gerson Rosas. Calvin now running the Denver Nuggets. But truth be told, Gerson, like there was that committee back in 2019, like it was universal. Like Gerson just nailed the interview process. He was so well prepped Mm -hmm. for that interview. Like at the end, it was universal with that committee. Gerson won that job. Right. So even though, you know, hey, they should have done a little bit more research, maybe a different sort of process that Calvin should have been the guy, the way they handled it, Gerson clearly won that job. But a lot of people believe if Michael Winger didn't bail from the process and decided to stay with the Clippers, number two guy with the Clippers, then Michael Winger would have gotten that Wolves job in 2019. So congratulations. He finally decided, hey, the time is right. I'll go ascend up to the number one seat. I'll go run the Washington Wizards. Yeah, interesting. All right, reckless speculation. Absolutely. One more on Carlos Correa. We'll know a little bit more tomorrow, but certainly internal concern over at Target Field that he'll need a little bit more time with that heel injury. Yeah, so plantar, is it fasciitis or fasciitis? How do we... Do we, I just call do it PF. Pronounce yeah, the PF. I. I think it's. <laughs> I don't know I think the proper pronunciation. It's fasciitis, but I just. Call I think it it's fasciitis, fasciitis too, but I don't know. Yeah. That. Fasciitis. fasciitis. Sure. I did just, I hear? Hey, did yeah, I hear yeah. that you guys were Roycey went down the Shohei Otani rabbit hole again? Oh, and we're about to do a deep yeah, dive on that. Words. Are we positive the Angels the are trading him? No, no, no. Yeah, but they've been playing pretty well the last couple weeks. They don't come on the show and say, "Are we positive?" Come on, no. It's not reckless. You know, it's not like hard to imagine this, but the Twins really, really like Shohei Otani. They liked him before he signed with the Angels. So, hey, if the Angels actually put him on the on the trade market, sure. The Twins are going to at least inquire. Wow. I'm just telling you, though, your idea, Phil, the other day, I have it written down here still. Royce Lewis, Brooks awesome. Lee, my idea. Simeon Woods, Richardson. Yeah, that's my and, idea. Okay, that's yeah, yours, Declan? Yes. Plus another top prospect. That just That to me is too much. <laughs> Brooks Lee hit another home run last night. Brooks Lee is That's going fine. to be a Shohei good Otani big league. Shohei probably did, too. Yeah. Yeah. He might have. <laughs> he a couple in, a big, in a big league ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, i got to get up to All Minnesota right, United practice. thought Reynoso would talk today, but Reynoso not talking today. Nice. All right. was a no, uh, Reynoso was a no-show for the media. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll be here all week. Later, all right, bye, Doogie. Darren Doogie Wilson from 5 Eyewitness News, the Scoop Podcast. It's Reckless Speculation Thursday, and, yes, we will do we will do another episode today specifically about – And it's a safe space, Shohei Otani and the Twins. Reckless speculation.